Skush and Anime Cons TV is going to Dragon Con! We've been going for 10 years and we realized we never reported on this convention, so for the first time, we'll take you behind the scenes to how we experience it. <laughs> Dragon Con takes place every Labor Day weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's almost unlike any other convention you've ever been to. We've described it as Mardi Gras for nerds, and it's a pretty apt description for something that takes over downtown Atlanta for almost a week with people partying in the streets. The convention itself is spread out over five host hotels, the Marriott, the Hyatt, the Hilton, the Sheridan, and the Westin three of which are connected by sky bridges. It also takes over an entire building of the America's Mart just for dealers. And in the middle of all this is a mall food court, which pretty much turns into Dragon Con Central as well. Official programming starts on Thursday. However, for the first time, we went on Wednesday this year because everything's already so crazy on Thursday. And even on Wednesday night, the host hotels were already throwing parties. <laughs> Dragon Con, you have to pace yourself though, and you don't want to go too crazy on day negative one. You have to be ready to get in line for registration in the morning. So we're in the pre-reg line for Dragon Con, which has improved immensely in the 10 years we've been going, which used to take, what, four to five hours originally? Mm, worse was six. But they're a lot better at it now, so we're going to time how long this takes, even though we're wrapped around the building right now. <laughs> So our first Dragon Con in 2009, we were a little stupid and we were impressed that we were waiting in pre-reg line. They were serving us like beer and chicken wings until we realized we were in for like a six hour wait. At the time, uh, they were still doing registration in three ring binders without it being computerized. And you'd have to get in line in front of a booth that had the first letter of your last name. And it took forever. They've since thankfully computerizes, and this is a lot shorter now. We were inside the building 20 minutes, um, even though there was thousands and thousands of people waiting with us. And all in all, it still took us less than an hour to get through that giant line. All right, final time. Nice job. One of the best things about Dragon Con is it's a multi-genre convention and there is something for absolutely everyone. However, you actually have to put some effort into figuring out what you want to do because there is so much to see. There's a whole book of just the guests that are appearing and it's like overwhelming to look at. And then there's a second book that just has the schedule in it, which kind of makes your head want to explode because there's a million different things to see and do. So it helps to understand that they're organized by breaking up the convention into tracks, which is like their own little mini conventions based upon genre. So if you're into alternative history like steampunk, they have a track for that. Are you into science? They have things like, they talk to astronauts. Uh, do you like Star Trek? They have a whole Trek track. They have a whole Star Wars track. If there's something you like, they probably have it here somewhere. 
Thankfully, these days, you can try to figure out the schedule using an app. They don't use the guidebook app like other conventions do. They actually have their own where you can scroll through the schedule per day and then favorite things that are going on. Making sure you plan ahead is absolutely critical if you want to see some of the more headline guests like Patrick Stewart or Kate Mulgrew. So we're in line for David Tennant. It goes all the way around the building. How long did we like a mile? If we had known we would have gone left instead of right, it would have been a shorter walk. So we're going to see how we do. They're not usually this bad for a big celebrity like this who doesn't come here very often. We kind of have to take our chances. Lines are kind of a reality at Dragon Con, especially for the more popular guests. Technically, they don't start till like an hour before, but the reality is like two hours before it's already wrapped around the building. That said, don't be discouraged. Get in line because honestly, you never know. So they went by us with the clicker and they didn't make us go away. So it's a good sign. Things are looking up. <laughs> We did make it in to see David Tennant, and we were like three rows from the back, but we were there. And it is possible to get closer. I mean, for Patrick Stewart, I was third row, but I'm also obsessed with him and was willing to waste half my day waiting. Sure, and, and the chair's great, look at that! <laughs> not everything is that long of a wait. We went to an Orville panel later in the weekend that we only waited about 30 minutes for. <laughs> While the guests are a major draw, another major draw to this con, the shopping. I did mention the dealers was four floors of an entire building, right? So we're in line for the dealer's building, and the traffic is so bad, even on Sunday, that they had to block off the street. <laughs> and feed us to four SpongeBob Pops so that we can all stand in line. The line for the dealer's building this year was probably the worst we'd seen it since they moved to the Americas. Mara, we didn't even go till Sunday dinner time, and we still waited almost an hour just to get inside. Um, we talked to some of the dealers in there, and they said it was actually hurting their business because people kept seeing that line and being like, I'm not waiting to go in there. That said, there was nothing organizationally wrong with it. It all was moving, and it was directed well and flowing well. It was just the sheer amount of people trying to get in. Once you get inside, however, it's easy to see how people waste hours of their day in here. There are so many vendors with unique crafts that you don't see in any other dealer's room at other conventions where a lot of times you see the same old stuff over and over. But here there's just, there's some kind of craft and some kind of um, item to fill almost every need you could possibly want from handmade tiaras to um, you know 
there's webcomic artists, there's animators from Disney here, there's uh, people who will make you a hand-drawn map of your favorite fantasy land, there are people who will design you baby clothes, uh, there are people who will build you a custom gaming table. Even if you didn't know you ever wanted it, it's, it's there for you. Another unique aspect to Dragon Con is Saturday morning, they have a full-blown parade with marchers and floats through downtown Atlanta every Saturday, and over 100,000 people who aren't attending the convention go and watch it, and it is quite a sight to see. We marched in it for many years. It's a blast to watch. It's a blast to march in. Seeing the kids on the sidelines who get so excited to see their superheroes come to life is one of the most rewarding aspects. But um, we've done this for so long, we also suggest just lying in bed and watching it on TV. <laughs> In all seriousness, uh, if you want to march in it, you have to get up really early. Uh, if you want to find a spot on the sidewalk to watch it, you have to get up really early. So it is a commitment, but it's worth doing at least once because it's really cool. Uh, Spartans aren't so bad to look at either. The parade's not the only thing you can watch on TV. DragonCon pipes DragonCon TV into all of the uh, participating host hotel hotel rooms, and it's really awesome. You can watch panels, you can see other things you missed, they do music videos, they do DragonCon from the past. It's We have it on in the hotel room all the time when we're, when we're resting, it's fantastic. The cosplay at DragonCon is so much fun to look at. Not only do people bring like some amazingly built costumes, but they also really bring some creative ideas that you don't see anywhere else, like Bob Ross actually doing an oil painting in the corner. You put a happy little TARDIS in there later. Or this amazing Wally robot that this guy spent over a year building that did all of the sounds. But what's interesting is that while like masquerades or competitions are some central to other conventions, Dragon Con's masquerade is kind of whatever. Uh, most people aren't really interested in it. People are here to have a good time. They're not interested to compete. They like to show off their stuff and share what they love with other people. And it's a different attitude towards it than you see at other places. And it's refreshing. So at this point you might be thinking, well, this is kind of like Comic-Con. Well, unlike Comic-Con, which is a industry-run convention, DragonCon's run by fans, and the atmosphere really reflects that attitude. It's partially the location, too, that it's in hotels and not a giant convention center, but it also really just reflects the people who run it. DragonCon might have a reputation for being a party con, and it absolutely is. I mean, on any given night, there's like 10 or 15 different parties you can go to. Want to rave? Check. Want just a dance party? Check. Want to go to a party at the actual Georgia Aquarium and like dance with fish? Sure, you can do that too. 
but at the same time, it still feels very casual. People are here just to have a good time. They're not here to be like crazy, at least most, not most people. It's a lot of adults. Um, there's not a lot of teenagers. It's a lot of people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and even older, and, and some of them bring their little kids. And it's really just seems like everyone's just there to enjoy themselves and be friendly and have a good time, at least the vast majority of people. So that's Dragon Con. It's, it's a lot. Um, this is day six, and we're probably one of the first people to leave. So if you ever wanted to go to a week-long convention, here's your chance. Um, if you do want to go to Dragon Con, it's every Labor Day weekend. Tickets start selling now. And um, the Hunger Games for hotel rooms start in the fall. And no, we're not going to tell you how we get a Marriott room every year. You can figure that out on your own. So if you have anything to comment on this episode, any questions, or if you happen to Dragon Con and want to share stories, if they're about any of us, please keep them to yourself. You can comment on this video or give us a call and leave us a voicemail or reach us at any of our social media feeds posted here. See you next time.